Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 156. Andy hit my mic, and uh, <laughs> that's wonderful, but uh, this is our sports podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Elbow Andy. Yeah, we're in an unorthodox position here. <laughs> Uh, we'll see how this goes for you audio listeners, which should be everyone. It probably will be everyone because uh-huh. uh, this video setup, I don't think it's going to be as good as we had hoped, but no. Um, uh, but before we uh, continue with that, we also have Tony Katz. Yes, we do. Over here in the corner. And again, for you audio listeners, if you end up seeing a video, you'll understand. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that... Uh, Cooch is more in the corner. That's true. I am in the corner. And I must say, this is not my first time in front of a tripod, but it, it definitely won't be the most fun I've had in front of a tripod. <laughs> oh, I don't. I feel okay. like you're insinuating something. What, I don't know. I'm just saying. I've, I've been on camera before. Okay. I bet you have, Playboy. I, I'll send it to you. <laughs> I'll send it to you later on. He was on a big couch. <laughs> uh, yeah. And his name was. Shoot, Whoa. I can't forget. All right, well, this is our sports podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. And also check out our entertainment pod because it's awesome. And if you like this one, you're going to like that one. But we have a lot of stuff to talk about today in the sports world. Should we kick things off with the Super Bowl? Uh, No. Okay. Andy is vetoed. Because before the Super Bowl happened, there were the uh, awards for this uh, past season recognizing uh, some players that did end up playing in the Super Bowl and some who didn't. So they still needed the recognition. Um, and we're going chronologically here. Well, I'm going to go from the order of lowest to highest. Priority. Okay, that makes sense. Based on you know my opinion here. So best costume design so, is first? Yeah, starting with rookie of the year offense, Kyler Murray. Uh, won it over Josh Jacobs. I think people, Raiders fans, were a little upset. But That's a quarterback-driven league now. Yeah. They have to expect that more often. Yeah, first overall pick, surprise first overall pick. You think that's that's definitely what's going to happen. Well, he had a good year. Jacobs also I, had a very good they year. They both had very good years, but I think that Kyler Murray probably outperformed what the expectation was for him uh, on the year. So uh, I, I guess it makes sense. I don't. The Raiders did really did not do much. Although you know, Josh Cardinals Jacobs was five wins, so it's not like they were great either. Well, they did not. Yeah, but then you look at who's who's doing more for the team. I think Kyler probably um, probably deserved it. But I did like the year Josh Jacobs had. He was he was running all over the place, and I think I think in the long run he may have he you know he, he may have just as good of a career as Kyler Murray, if not if not better. But yeah, I thought it was pretty well deserving. He he had like I said, I think he. Uh, as, as, uh, statistically outperformed the expectation, and I think that played a big factor. Plus, obviously, the wow factor. Uh, he is the number one overall quarterback that was uh, that came out, and so yeah, it made sense to me. I thought. Yeah, and then at uh, defensive rookie of the year, we had a guy who did play in the Super Bowl, Nick Bosa. He did. That's the number one too. and number two picks from this last draft, finishing as rookies of the year. So, oh, well, so uh, that the seems scouts like- had it right, I guess. The draft guys had it all right. They knew. Nick, he's Nick Bosa is a cheat code though. That guy is going to be he's going to be good for a long time. I, I hope he plays in more Super Bowls with maybe a different team. But <laughs> yeah. um, I he definitely was probably deserving of the defensive rookie of the year. Who was he? Who who else would be in in contention? Um, the uh, Steelers guy. Oh, but or, uh, Bud, Bud Dupree <laughs> from Michigan. Bush. Yeah, yeah, Devin Bush. Yeah, he did have a good year um, too. Well, the kid, the guy from the Jaguars. 
They came from yes. uh, uh, the same name Kentucky. As, um, Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah, Other he had Josh a pretty Allen. good year too. Yes, right. I remember not when he, Buffalo. Josh he fell Allen. down a couple spots in the draft, and I remember when the Jaguars got him. I was like, "Damn, that's going to be a nasty defense." But then, as we know, they, they lost Jalen Ramsey. They didn't have yeah. quite the season, but he's yep. going to still be a a good future player. Yeah, that that one was probably an easy one. Nick Bosa was probably an oh, easy yeah. one. I I'm would sure say. that was definitely pretty unanimous. Uh, at coach, we had John Harbaugh. Ravens had the best record. That just makes sense. Yeah. You know the guy's a good coach. I know you have uh, some issues with his brother mostly. but uh, Yeah, yeah. He needs to hang the khakis up. But I do like John. John John's a good coach. And I think that, uh, I think that Roman won uh, assistant coach of the year too, right? So the you know, Ravens I, I swept. I didn't see that, but I was wondering, like, that has to be. I think Greg Roman won it. I think yeah. the Ravens swept the coach of the year category. I liked um, – I, I know I called McDermott from Buffalo. They obviously didn't make it as far as I thought they were going to be. That was my bold prediction for Coach of the Year, and I'm sure he was he was I in mean, the running too. But I, I agree with Harbaugh though, also because it's like at the beginning of the year, a lot of people had Baltimore like third in that division. So I mean, it wasn't like they were supposed to be a division winning team, and then you know they did this good. So I mean, because I mean, you could look at Buffalo and be like, wow, Buffalo hasn't been good in a while. But it's also like Baltimore wasn't supposed to be that well, amazing of a team this no, year. No, and he took a guy who had a lot of haters in yeah. Lamar Jackson and turned him into the – well, we'll get to who he turned him into yeah. here in a second. Yeah. But all, a, lot of, a lot of credit to him because they, they, they played good on defense too. And, you know, he had like um, Hollywood Brown. He, had, he was able to put like a rookie like that in that was able to step up and have a big and year for them. The, the all-pro guys they had. They yeah, Marshall having yeah. like around eleven or so. I think. Yeah, it was. they did. Yeah, no, he he put a good team together. I think they're going to be good for a while too. We'll see if Lamar Jackson gets figured out, but I guess we'll get to that in a second. Well, next up we have a comeback player of the year, which uh, went to Ryan Tannehill, who uh, really just came back from losing a job. I mean, he was. You know, Miami starting quarterback for a long time and then became a backup. Miami, you know, went in a different direction and started the season as a backup, but ended up winning the job and, you know, won a bunch of games. Yeah, got him to the AFC Championship yeah, game. Beat the Baltimore Ravens he in the playoffs. Beat, yeah. And, and, and beat the New pa- England. And the Patriots. I mean, yeah. they definitely, I mean, you look at their playoff run. Yeah, they went they went two and one. But when you look at what they did, I mean, they went to New England and won and then they go to Baltimore and win. And then, okay, then you go to Kansas City and you lose to, you know. It would end up being the Super Bowl champions, but yeah, and I believe he did finish number one in passer rating at the end of the season. So it was a really good statistical season. Oh and yeah, no, if he, he played was, a full he was sixteen games, and he played what ten games? Started ten yeah, games. Yeah, I think I want to say he went like seven and two or seven and three. Yeah, yeah, because like so. I want—I forget if they were like two and five or something, or like three and I, three and six or something. When he took go. No, yeah, no, I think they did start no, two and five, and I think one of them was he had lost a game or something. But I don't. Yeah, because I think they went nine and seven. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's an easy one. I think I don't know who else you would even put in that category, but yeah, I think yeah, that maybe like Richard one. Sherman, who uh, could be he had a, he had a decent a year case. too. Uh, def- defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore. I think this is another easy one. One of the better uh, DB seasons we've seen. Just yeah, yeah, and I mean, look at it just from like a fantasy standpoint, right? Like, what was the statistic? I think uh, I don't know how many weeks through the season it, it was it was that was in, but the Patriots had the eighth most most fantasy points of any player. Oh yeah. Including, you know, Lamar Jackson and any the 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 individual players. Yeah, they had a pretty easy schedule to start, which I mean I know we definitely mentioned a few times saying that eventually I mean it was a good defense, don't get me wrong, but we knew that eventually some of those numbers would 
go down like of being course. eighth and you know being in the top ten fantasy. Well, if they like if they weeks. paced if they if they kept pace, they probably would have been the best defense statistically in the history of the NFL. Yeah, the way I they mean, were that, going through the first eight weeks the way of the they season. Were going, yeah, but he definitely was the cornerstone of that of that defense lockdown, and and that's well deserved too. Yeah, but I feel like uh, it's going to be a hard award to win for a DB for a while with all these. Good pass rushers. Yeah, well, that's out. why the pass rushers get the big dough, right? They're, yeah. they're, they impact the game the most. Uh, for Offensive Player of the Year, so now this is usually uh, a player who is not a quarterback, who isn't the MVP. They usually give it to like one of the best receivers or running backs. This year went to Michael Thomas, who yeah, he had, had almost 150 year. catches, just just the number one target there, just crazy. How and, yeah. and he did it after a contract year. Yeah. He got his con. Most guys they'll go they'll they'll regress a little bit out of after a big contract, right? Because I mean they just got paid, so they're not really playing for much out that year oh, after yeah. that. But that that speaks a lot to his character and who he is as a competitor. For him to come in there, ink a huge deal, and then just shatter records. Yeah, I think I saw something where it was like the uh, standings for like the last six years, like total catches, and he's like third and he's only played four years or something it was something like that crazy Where like and i mean and to his credit antonio brown i think was first and he <laughs> missed the entire year this yeah, like that. yeah we know that's we yeah, know that story be, yeah uh, so, that's for another day yeah yeah will we ever see him make another nfl catch probably not uh a guy we will see in the nfl for many years to come the mvp here lamar jackson uh unanimous this was this was an obvious pick uh despite you know, a Starting. different quarterback being the bigger name and right now. Uh, Mahomes, you know, is is who he is. But Lamar Jackson, oh yeah, Lamar Jackson was deserving award. of it this year. And it's crazy because the start of the season he was seventy to one to win MVP, and we even talked about how he did have a lot of haters. There's still a lot of people out there that don't believe in him, and especially well, after I remember know, losing this playoff game again, being zero and two in the playoffs now. Yeah. Some of those guys that are the skeptics, you know, are sitting around being like, hey, you know, yeah, he won MVP. Yeah, he had a great season, but hey, you can't win in the playoffs type thing. So there are those those guys that are hating on him, I think, will continue to hate him into next season as well. Well, he shut us up because oh, yeah. we had said some stuff. And then uh, on after their, during their first preseason game, there was a highlight. I think it was their first possession. They're at like the 20-yard line, and he drops back and then just runs and has an incredible touchdown run. And I kind of mocked it. I said, like, wow, look. He really, you could show he really worked on his passing accuracy this year. Because that's what all the offseason was about. Oh, right. he's going to be a way better passer. And it's like, first chance he gets, he just has another touchdown run. Uh, but in the end, you know, I look stupid there. There were a bunch of yeah, but at least, got on at me. Least we a lot admitted, of people look stupid. We this both year admitted, for, though, that we were concerned. like, we didn't believe in him. And uh, he ended up having a great season. And we both admit that he is a good quarterback now. And I imagine the passing, I mean, the running is going to be there. That's never going to change. I imagine the passing will just keep, honestly, get, just keep getting better. I mean, if he already made such an improvement, I imagine he'll keep doing whatever he's been doing to get even better. And then I know he's already working out in this offseason with Deshaun Watson and stuff. So, yeah, and we'll just, see. That's, well, that's what when that the more that 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 teams build the play, the um, the, the book on him, they're going to try and take, you know, the legs are what's going to be taken away. So he's going to if he wants yeah. to be successful, and, he's going to have no choice but to develop as a passer. And which I, he's already doing great at. But if he wants to continue that. He's going to have to develop as a passer. He won't have any choice. And that was shown in that playoff game. The Titans were able to shut him down for the most part running. I mean, he did break a few good runs, but I mean, he wasn't able to do a lot of the stuff he wanted to do. And they forced him, especially when they had the lead on him, they forced him to have to pass the ball. And he didn't make big plays and stuff, was inaccurate. And 
Derrick Henry and company was able to just they walk were. out of there with a victory. Yes, they were. So we're almost there. We're almost ready to talk about the Super Bowl. But before that, the newest 2020 Hall of Fame class was announced. Um, it's I think it's exciting because it's all players I know at this point. Yeah. Like we got to that point where it's like I remember all these guys. Um, one of them I'd say is a little older than the others. But uh, starting off, Troy Polamalu. You have he gave you so much joy. He, oh, he caused yes, he me did. so much pain over he is the years. My, As an SC was, fan, also he, he's my yeah, favorite. He of, gave me a lot of. He's joy. definitely my favorite football player over the last when I was watching him play over that uh, about ten year or so stretch. And uh, oh, he definitely gave me some exciting moments. I think one of my favorite ones was the, or I know my favorite one was the pick six he had in the AFC Championship game against Baltimore. Yeah, that pretty much put that game away and then he had that insane interception Andy against San Diego at the time the Chargers where he just you looked at it and you're like oh that's going to get overturned and then you see the replay and you're like Scoops how did him. he actually yep. get his hand under that how about when he but, how about when he flies the line I was just going to say jump in the snap one of my favorite things was always how he timed those like fourth and inches plays or like whatever you, and would hop over the and be on top of the quarterback before he even had a chance to hand you the can't ball teach off. that no, you can't. There's no way you teach that. That's he, pure That's pure football and, knowledge and athleticism. And he is not an arrogant person by any means. He is somebody that even if you hate him, it's like you can't hate him as a person. It's like he's no. just such – and, you know, whenever you would do the Sunday Night Football when they would announce him with Troy Palomala. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Michael Jackson you, out US, there. <laughs> you at Troy Palomala, USC. I like to see him, seeing him on those uh, – the head and shoulders, shoulders commercials. Oh, yeah, they he's had funny. one. They ran one. This was I don't know if it was during the Super Bowl, but they had all yeah, like and that. I like it too because he's like it's the defense, and then you got Mahomes now saying it's the offense yeah. or yeah. whatever. It's pretty funny. But uh, the next guy up here is uh, Edron James, who yeah, like I remember. I remember that that draft when the Colts kind of shocked everyone, took him before Ricky Williams. Yep, and I was like, what are you doing, Ricky? Ricky is the man, and uh, Edge was was. Way better than him to start the his career. When I just yeah. think of Edwin James, all I think about is like playing Madden like 2004, 2005, and just having like Peyton Manning, Edgar and James, and Marvin Harrison together and just that, being like yeah. not was, being able to be stopped. Well, that was one of those team. teams like the, the earlier part where like 2001, where it's just like, how is this team not winning Super Bowls all the time? Yeah. Peyton got so criticized because it was such a, a stacked offense. But. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, uh, Michael Thomas break a record Marvin Harrison held this year too. Like there's still that team still has a bunch of single season records. Yeah, he definitely did. Something was broken of Marvin Harrison's this year. I don't I think it was exactly receptions. It was. Yeah, I think it was sounds, receptions in the right. single season. Yeah. Great team. Uh next guy, Steve Atwater, part of that uh yeah. those great Broncos teams yep. at the uh, end of the nineties there. He was a longtime Bronco, uh, another safety. Um just a a, a guy who probably wouldn't <laughs> Do as well in today's NFL, you know, one of those uh, he's got to watch out for the penalties, um, but really was kind of the he uh, was a big heart, lay the wood type of safety, part of the not defense a there. not a coverage type of guy. Yeah, um, he's kind of one of the the older ones, and it's nice when you see someone who uh, you know wait a long time get in. Um, a guy I'm happy to see get in, Steve Hutchinson. Like I know you, yeah. you, you like your big guys, I'm sure. Yeah, you like he, to see he Hutch was, get in there. He was one of the you know the greats. He. Uh, uh, Helped Sean Alexander win an MVP with yep. the Seahawks. I yep. remember he that. also then blocked for Adrian Peterson with the Vikings. Yep. Um, part of that offensive line. Yeah, he, he blocked for some great rushers in his day. And that's Sean Alexander. I remember that year where he had that MVP season. My dad and I happened to have him in fantasy football. And that was one of the years where it was like, where the way my dad and I used to play our fantasy football was you wouldn't get points per like every 10 yards. It was like 11 points for a rushing touchdown. And then it would be 10, five points for every 100 yards. And I remember, yeah. so like having big weeks was big. And I remember one week 
it was a Sunday night football game and he had either, I think four rushing touchdowns and like 200 all per like over 200 all purpose yards. And he had my dad and I like 60 points, which from one player then was like enormous because 60 points was actually like a decent week kind of back when we were doing that back when Alexander was having that year, but he was a phenomenal running back that year. And it obviously helped to have blockers like Hutchinson. Yeah. And Walter Jones as well. It was a great off the line there. Uh, the last guy here in this class, um, Isaac Bruce, that's really fun for us. I mean, I don't want to say he's a local guy. He played one year in L.A., I believe, before uh, the Rams moved to St. Louis. Yeah. But he was such a big part of, you know, a team that, you know, when I first started watching football, it was such a big deal. Yep. And uh, he was still great for years after the, you know, the 99 Super Bowl. He, he went to, like, the Niners and stuff or something, didn't he? I, I think he did play at the end with the Niners, but he played most of his career with uh, well and Rams, it helped so. too because he had Tory Holt on the other side yeah so, so I it wasn't it, like I think he, the Wolf being you the could ever like point. double cover him because it's like then Tory Holt would go tear did he up. play was he on team with Marshall Falk too yes. oh yeah that was yeah. the team what did the it, that, think about that Tory Holt Isaac Bruce Marshall Falk Kurt Warner yeah what an insane yeah. uh, cache like of weapons Ricky they Pohl have there. Stuff too, right? Ricky like Pohl probably too returning a bunch of punts and kicks yep that was a great team. Um, oh, yeah. But was. he would have also played with uh, Jerome Bettis, you know, early Rams right there. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, one of those guys where it's like when he retired, he was, you know, at the, not the top of the leaderboards, but like just in the top five. And it's like you get punished for playing in an era with, you know, bigger offense, but it's like he deserved, he deserved to get in there eventually. Yep. Um, yeah. He was just behind, I think, like Tim Brown and, you know, that class of guys. But now, I mean, now that people have, Pass him, I imagine, but yeah, no, he he was, he was definitely one of the he best. He was the of top the of the list for a while. Okay, well, we honored the people who uh, didn't play in this Sunday's game. So let's talk about what actually did happen and what uh, what you all really care about—the big game, as they call it, the Super Bowl. And uh, unfortunately, for uh, we did have some picks and stuff, Cooch. Uh, Changed it at the last moment. I did. Oh no! Did you? Uh, I did it for drama. Let's did, just be gonna, honest. I, was, uh, I did it for drama. That's what I was just going to ask. Did you actually cheer for I, the Niners? I did. I, okay. I mean, I didn't have any of my own, my own money on them. Yeah. But for the sake of the podcast, yeah, I was cheering for the Niners, of course. Andy and I, uh, we watched it together here with a bunch of other friends, and uh, it was definitely a roller coaster of emotions. You know, it started off like it was a pretty mellow start. It was like you know you weren't too upset with things yet, and then when it was. Uh, 20 to 10 late, I and after right after Mahomes threw that interception, I think we didn't want to believe it, but I feel like we both thought like, oh boy, this is it. And then well, it looked like I mean the Niners could have ran the clock out the way they run the ball. Yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of interesting was a lot of interesting decisions on the Niners sideline. So yeah, and I'll say one of the first ones I think was at the end of the first half. Yeah, where but he had a pretty decent explanation. I know, but I just feel like in the Super Bowl. I understand you don't want to give that ball back. You got to play to win, though. You have to play to win. Exactly, and they weren't playing to win. It was no, they weren't. Even John Lynch is up there begging for a timeout, and it's like you had all three. I think you call that timeout and you trust your offense. And then if you do end up going three and out, and you do give the ball back to Mahomes with let's say a minute fifteen left, a minute ten, you have the number one defense in football this year for the most part. It's like number two pass just, defense. Just yeah. trust that you can stop them, and you do get the ball start the second half. I mean, they could have in my opinion, not gone for the throat yet, but definitely given a good jab if they would have gotten a touchdown on the possession or even a field goal would have been nice to go into the half with the lead. But, you know, and then there was the pass interference call that, you know, I'm sure was 50-50 with some people. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. he did extend his arm, which he probably didn't need to, but 
you know. Yeah, no, I mean, even as a guy who, who was cheering for it, it could have gone either way. Yeah. So you can't really bitch and moan about something that could have gone both ways. I think if it wasn't called, then you'd be look, we'd be looking at it the same exact way. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think if it wasn't called, we wouldn't have we wouldn't even be talking about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so that's a thing. But at the end of the half, I see, you're right in the sense that the Niners game is once they get a lead, they got such a good rushing attack that they can just it's hard to come back. Right. So in the Super Bowl, one game left for the year, you're playing for the national cha- for the for the championship. Why not go for the jugular and then play your game? Because that that opens you up to be comfortable, right? Because they don't they're not comfortable throwing the ball, playing from behind, yeah. or having to do how or having to having to make big plays. They're comfortable pounding the ball, running the clock down, playing with a lead. So from that perspective, yeah, maybe you go and you try and you call those timeouts and and get the ball in the end zone, or at least kick a field goal. And they were driving. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too is he started calling the reason timeouts why, late. The re- well, the timeout I thought got called by the Chiefs first was what happened. The Chiefs called the timeout because they had they all three. They, they had all three timeouts. They thought as they well. could have gotten the ball back when it was yeah. third down, and then that forced the Niners to do something. Next thing you know, the Niners are at like their own forty-five or so, and then that's what made him throw the big pass. So all they did was two passes in like a nineteen-second span. If there wasn't yep. a, a pass interference call, they're already down at like the. 15-yard line, kicking yeah. an easy field goal. So, to see, in hindsight, half. yeah, in hindsight. So, what I'm saying is they were able to do that pretty easily. If they would have been going that the whole way, I mean, they could have gotten into the end zone. For sure. But, I mean, that's all ifs and – It's hindsight. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. So, it goes in the half, you know, like we were saying. At one point, the Niners got up 20-10. to 10. Mahomes throws a late interception when they were driving. I want to say they were definitely inside the 30. Yeah. I don't know if they were inside the 20, but he throws a ball behind Tyreek Hill, I believe it was. That got tipped behind him and picked off. And then, yeah, what you guys were saying, there was a lot of people on that drive that ended up happening there that the Niners kind of abandoned the ground game a little bit. They did. They did abandon the ground game. And, and you think when you got a guy like Mahomes on the ropes, he doesn't throw very many interceptions. You gotta go for the juggler again. They I don't I just it comes down to to a, how aggressive they were. And, you know, there's a lot of I mean, it, there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts about yeah. it, but uh you would think you'd want to try and play with a lead at all costs if you're the 49ers because you know Patrick Mahomes in, in a play, Tyreek Hill running a 3640 or whatever the hell he runs, ridiculous. <laughs> they could turn the game around in, in the blink of an eye. So it was not maybe how I would have coached it, but there's a lot of mitigating factors involved that it's hard to say one way or the other, oh, I would have done this or I would have done this different. It's you know he coached a he coached a pretty decent game and I thought he had Kyle Shanahan um, had some pretty good excuses for for the the reason that he made some of the calls that he did. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's. I mean, but I just, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean as, Andy Reid is safe from a heart attack. Yeah, as we he all can know, eat that- more cheeseburgers. I had to watch Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend yell some more. I actually did not look because so I, was, I knew it was uh, going to make me angry. Also, really quickly, so the, the touchdown that ended up being the technically the game-winning one, did you think he was out of bounds? Uh, no. Yeah. I know. What, um, are you, what are you referring to? The I'm one sorry. that gave them the lead. Not the one that was the garbage touchdown. The one that Damian gave them Williams the lead. When he floated it up and then he had it and they called a touchdown, but then when they reviewed it, oh. it was like he stepped down and it was like right ahead of the, like it seemed like at the same time. I, I, think, it was, I think it was the right call. And, and here's the thing what people have to realize with that, like some people that are upset, it's like people have to understand that if they would have originally called that play short, 
they weren't going to be able to overturn it. The key word is they said it stood. They didn't say confirmed. They didn't say confirmed. Right. So I mean, they're they're even saying like, hey, we got to go with what we went with. There's not enough yep. to no. They got to right. confidently say so. And even if he doesn't get it, you're going to have well, fourth and inches there. And I mean, they probably punched that in. I imagine well, it would have been a Mahomes sneak or something or something. Well, that's of- that's how they're right. That's how they're taught on from a from an official's perspective is if it's a turnover. Or if it's a touchdown, you know, you, you, and you're unsure, you, you call it so that it can go to booth review and they can get it right. Yeah. yeah so it, did, uh, it was done the right way. Yeah. No. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, the 49ers have to challenge this. They're going to burn a timeout when they're going to yeah. need that clock. And they're like, oh, wait, it's a score. It's automatic review. Automatic like saves. No, they the did it the right the way. Yeah. They did it the right way. I think the refs, I think it was a pretty good officiated game. Kittle could have gone either way, the pass interference, really, but. Yeah, there was definitely they're going to no, be like, watching a guy like controversy that. mistakes in that game. No, there was no, no. Was pretty good, for especially the most part. given our, you know, how the playoffs were last year. Oh yeah, <laughs> there it was a pretty well officiated uh, Super Bowl, and they got a lot of it right. So it was no, I think that yeah, they I think they got that last touchdown correct. And uh, I'm happy with the result. We uh, Tony and I appeared on a, a, a different podcast, a Super Bowl preview, and uh, we represented. Tony's take pretty well. Didn't wear a hat. Well, we made we made the pick. We had the Chiefs, <laughs> and uh, we won here. Yeah, our buddies and, from uh, uh, Wheel Talks had uh, the 49ers, and we had the Chiefs, and uh, yeah, we ended up uh, coming out on top there. I don't want to you know pat myself on the back too much, but I feel like the game went the way I thought it was going. I, and I, I was said, gonna say the same thing. I said I remember saying on the podcast is that. When I close my eyes, I just vision that it's going to come down to Garoppolo having the ball down late, needing to get the ball into the end zone or at least field goal range, yeah. and that is what happened, and yep. he wasn't able to do it. He overthrew, I believe it was, Sanders. was it Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah. He overthrows him, and I mean, when that ball's in the air and you have Sanders has that step, there was people that thought, oh my God, he's going to catch it. This is going to be it, but you know, he overthrew him, and it was I, like... Yeah, he overthrew him by a bit. Yeah, I said that the Chiefs would get some pressure on Garoppolo, and he'd make one big mistake he ended up throwing two picks but you know one of them was towards the end of the game um then you had the frank jones huge. got the couple big uh well, i wish it was frank jones what was frank, his name frank Who? jones frank, frank jones, jones would have won mvp frank clark frank clark who's the jones guy so frank clark and chris jones chris combined jones. to have a pretty good game if you remember my uh prop bet of frank clark at plus nine thousand. Oh, yeah. so if it was frank jones i think that guy could have won MVP. <laughs> or uh chris clark <laughs> I, I almost looked like a genius at the beginning there because he started using those Shanahan started using those trick plays and throwing the ball down oh, the field. Yeah, that was almost. that was my initial uh, prognostication for the game. So I first half, yeah. I really thought I was going to be and I uh, had a, a genius on that one. I that did that not pro- end well for I me. I had whatsoever. that prop bet too. That was over two and a half he, and he people all, throwing a ball, and, and it, it was so and close. Debo Samuel could have thrown the and ball. I, and he I tucked feel it. like that play was it. It looked to it me was like a it was, pass. It was meant for a pass. Yeah. It was. He tucked it, it, and he was smart because most guys probably still throw that ball anyway. But it's like you know, you'd yeah. rather get the no gain or the loss of one than throw an interception. I don't even remember what he ended up doing on that play. You know, a lot of guys. I heard today. I was told today that this is like the Vegas's biggest day since two thousand eight. Uh, gambling wise, because a lot of people were on the Niners and the under or and the over. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had the Niners yeah, the and the over. The, over. They the public the loved the, the over. And if you think about it, if if you uh, the end of that that game, I forgot who was deep, who was open deep, and Patrick Mahomes just kind of threw it away. I don't know if oh. you remember that play at the end of the game, uh, <laughs> but funny. that was a bit that could have hit the over. I think so, I think the under hit by what two three points. 
Yeah, so it opened up at like 53 and a half or so, or like 52 and a half or 53. And it got all the way up at one point, I think, to like 54 and a half or so. 54 and a half, yeah. And a lot of people I was listening to, like some Vegas experts and stuff, were saying that what they do is they know the public likes to bet the over. And they said the Super Bowl is the one game where public money is actually kind of what moves lines because there's just so much of it. Rather than one shark or one high roller. So. And uh, they were saying they would end up betting it back down, and that's what happened. But, I mean, if even if you were on the under at the very beginning, I mean, you were going to end up winning that. I mean, it only had 51. But I was listening to uh, something today that I found something that was interesting was the Patrick Mahomes, his total for rushing yards. So I guess it opened up at yeah, 20. Yeah, the kneel downs took it away. It opened yeah. up at 28 and a half, and it got bought up all the way to about 33 and a half or so. And he had about 44 rush yards, I think it was. And late in that game, he did deep kneel downs to yeah. burn some clock. And I guess on the first one he lost about five yards, and then or like three yards, and then he lost like seven yards, and then ended up losing like a couple more yards. Ended up finishing with, uh, I believe it was twenty eight rushing yards. So people that had under twenty eight and a half at the original number cashed it, and then the people that waited ended up uh, like losing or whatever it was. Yep. Some of those some of those bets are just I, you never know what's gonna happen with that stuff. Um, what color was the Gatorade? Orange. orange. Yeah. It was orange. Four to one odds there. So a lot of people thought purple was going to be the color. I mean, did the Niners have purple? Who knows? Who knows? But uh, California would have been going with sense. orange. And I and I agree with that. I think that's maybe is why people started betting it because maybe there was win that oh someone's going to have it and maybe people knew oh it's going to be the Niners. But and with that, I agree that would have made sense. They are the California team, and yeah. I think the Chiefs are like all respect to Kobe, but it's like you know we're going to have orange. And then it was funny. I was listening. To, I saw someone say something like, "Oh, like some they must have." got wind that it was supposed to be purple and then it's like they just made it orange because someone's like who the hell drinks orange gatorade <laughs> yeah it's I not the I best like flavor which is kind of funny know. but it's not the best but you know people always have their conspiracies the people that end up losing their bets they always have to find a reason yeah of to course be upset about it and uh demi lovato went under yeah we had a we had a buddy of ours that he was correct some, uh, some good insight he's the one that told us a couple years ago that uh justin timberlake's justin Timberlake white shoes white shoes because he knew somebody who was actually with him and in this situation, he knew someone again that was inside there in production and watched her uh, warm ups and oh, inside and she training, ended up huh? going. Yeah, we are. More. We're take us to jail. And nothing wrong with that. She ended up going more <laughs> under than uh, even what the guy was saying. Her like warm ups yeah, were. Well, it was like fifty she, seconds. She, she went yeah, like one fifty or she, so, and even the, the warm ups were like one fifty six, one fifty. No, I thought I thought it was like one fifty five was the total. I think the the official was one fifty five. I thought it was one forty eight. Here, I don't Is that know. what you I'll saw? Take a look. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure it was like 150. Okay. I'm probably wrong. I mean, I was wrong for the game, so it would make well, sense that I'm wrong now. You guys remember your other props at all? A couple of them. I know they didn't so do I, so well. You know what's funny? You know what one of my, my props was? Was uh, George Kittle to have a reception over 35 yards. Oh, no. And the pass interference <laughs> was a 40-yard reception. Yeah. That's a bad beat for you there. Yeah. So that I- sucked. Of the ones I gave here, I got one right. I had a uh, Tevin Coleman first to score, didn't happen. But that was a uh, first to score was an interesting one because Mahomes was first to score on a rushing TD, yeah, and that was like twenty to one or something. And then Yuschuk uh, was the first guy to score for the Niners, which was like twenty five to one, yeah, just for first to score for the Niners. So it's like nobody really won that that bet. No, no, that helped nobody. A popular one, and then uh, I, I said I had Frank Clark at plus nine thousand. That didn't happen. Uh, the favorite 
the overwhelming favorite for MVP ended up winning MVP. Yeah. And uh, there was a little bit of controversy, like, oh, he didn't, he wasn't all that great, but like he led two touchdown drives to win a game in fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, and you, he did, th- he did throw them to Damian Williams, so it's like he can kind of take credit for that also in yeah. a sense. Those touchdowns. Well, that was my other bet. I had Damian Williams to have one touchdown at at least one touchdown, and you hit at minus one sixty. He had two, so I should have done that. He had a great game. Yeah, I just liked. Uh, I mean, it really helps in the beginning of the game. Lashawn McCoy not going to play. It just seemed like they really solidified behind Williams as their lead back at the playoffs here. So, can I just say something here? You know who who probably feels like a total jackalope? Kareem Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how you feel if you're Kareem Hunt right now. And he just got in trouble you, too, like a week ago. He did, and he was like, and you that sh- poor guy's going to be out of the league here soon. You screwed it up, man. Uh, mentally, I would be devastated. You should be playing. The guy should definitely be playing in a super. Should have been playing in a Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, but I mean, Damian Williams was a big part of it. Who's to even say what? No, would have done. Yeah, but Kareem Hunt's you know a different type of talent, man. I think that yeah, guy would have been doing a lot for them. I mean, if you took away like everything ever happening and kept the rhythm he had going, that's what I'm saying. If he did not strike a woman, which w- let's just let's just it make like this clear, it. we do not condone on the Tony's Take podcast. It was even in worse any than way. Like striking her too. There was like kicks thrown. Like, well, like, you know, a strike is a general shit. term. He karate chopped her, and he roundhouse kicked <laughs> he went, like, her. Hit Montana, then hit Mon Lee. But he did. He yeah yeah both. <laughs> But uh, I feel bad, kind of, but also not really, no, because he did bad. it to himself. No, when you do it to yourself, but, um, like but imagine, that, imagine, put yourself in his shoes. How he, he, I would be like hyperventilating. I think I would be so upset that I screwed that chance up. You're never going to get that chance back either. So, Cream so Hunt, I know with sorry, man. some of my prop bets, I know didn't go too well. I know I I did end up winning the completions. Uh, Mahomes having more completions than LeBron James having points. One of the against the Sacramento Kings on Saturday. One of the Things I did say about uh, LeBron James, as I said, when he plays bad teams, he facilitates more. He dishes, it's not like yeah. he, you know, does anything too crazy. And he got a triple double that night and had 15 points. So, you know, and uh, but then everything else. I mean, the over two and a half people throwing a ball was very close, and it was good value. That was I mentioned that was one of the reasons why I even took that bet. And then I was high on both the tight ends. I thought both tight ends would be bigger factors. I mean, neither ended up having that many yards. Kelsey had a touchdown. But for but the not yards, yeah, my bet was the over like 77 yards for like both of them, and that didn't even come close. And then the other one I had was I did I thought Jimmy Garoppolo would have a pass over 30, I think it was like 32 he would have. yards or 33. And exactly he would so, have. I mean, That's I, both of our bets there. I did have that. So, I mean, that ended up not, uh, not happening because of a penalty. So I can't be too upset about myself for that because, you know, I had the right idea, I guess. You did. And, uh, and, and they were throwing the ball. A lot compared to the last four or five games, so that was a good bet. Yeah, so you know, I don't, I didn't, uh, you know, Super Bowl is just almost like it's overwhelming a little bit. It's like Christmas morning because there's so many props and you just want to bet so many of them. I think with sports betting becoming even more popular, even more people are betting and betting props, and I think that's what's uh, gonna make Vegas continue to like win with on Super Bowl days. It's just because those prop bets alone, they probably make money. Oh, for sure. This, like I said, this was their and, biggest uh, payday since like 08. And I think the biggest prop bet that did hit that day was Mahomes being the first guy to score a touchdown. I believe that was going off at about 20 to 1. Was it specifically rushing or just? Yeah, when it's, if it's yeah. Mahomes, it has to be rushing if it's, it's the quarterback. It's the person who's scoring the touchdown. Yeah. Or that's why the quarterbacks get such great value because they he have could, to he run. He could have caught in. a touchdown too. Like, or catch it, yeah. You know, like uh, Nick Foles. But. Yeah. 
Oh, the bet is you have to be the person to cross the goal line. Yeah. Score, so. so that's why Mahomes was like 20 to 1. Because obviously, you know, we would have thought like if he, if he was anything to do with the first touchdown, it's like, okay, well, yeah, he's got it. Okay. That, that always... I did not know. Learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, football season, huh? It was here. Yeah. We enjoyed it. And, and it's just gone. like that, it was gone. And uh, unfortunately, we'll have to wait till about August to see. Nope, like, we don't. Guys we just have to wait till Saturday. XFL okay. well, kicks true. off. We'll yeah. see how long that lasts. Let's yeah, hope the, it beats the uh, a- previous record of the a- AAF by six weeks. God, that was bad. It was funny, too, because this one, uh, these group of guys that are like these professional gamblers that I listen to, he was starting to like get the niche of it, and he was like starting to make pretty good money, <laughs> and all of a sudden it was it over. It was gone. Yeah. He was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Can we uh, talk really quick about the best commercial of the Super Bowl? I, I think I assume we're talking about Groundhog Day. Yes, of course, Groundhog Day for the Jeep, hands down, clear cut winner. I honestly don't even think I remember any commercial. So Bill Murray <laughs> is in that commercial. No, I, I, I heard him watching it right here. I was like, oh my god! That's I, right. It was Groundhog's Day, also. It so was Groundhog's was, Day, and I'm sure they. they the, I mean, it was something. a beautiful story if you think about it. Um, I heard today that they filmed that eight days ago, eight days before the Super Bowl. I believe it. Well, they knew all their lines already. So. Oh, right. <laughs> I knew all their lines already. That was hands down the best commercial. Also, no Clydesdales. No Budweiser Clydesdales. I don't remember too much about anything. I, mean, there was... <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I could, I, I've been, when I've been the game wasn't here... on, my mind was not watching the TV. I've been sitting here silent thinking about my favorite commercial, and I can't tell you one. Hmm. It was the Jeep one for everybody. Then I'll, I'll go with the Jeep one, but I do not remember any commercials. I mean, you guys know Groundhog Day, right? The movie? Yeah, of yeah. Of course, yeah. So they had... Uh, and Ned Ryerson or whatever the hell his name yeah. is. Uh, remember, he's like, Phil? Phil? He runs into him on the street in the movie, and then he punches him in the face one of the days. He was in it. The Groundhog was in it. The original Groundhog. It was exceptional. <laughs> it was him. It was actually him. <laughs> they paid, down they paid him a He's like, I can petty. only do this one day, so you guys he better get a, me. He's a busy guy. Best uh, commercial, though, easily. Oh, that's good. But... uh. Till next I guess year, the next season. Yeah, we love you, football. Thank you. Yeah, but. we'll just give our quick NFL preview. Uh, Tom Brady's leading the Raiders to the Super Bowl. Um, Teddy Bridgewater taking over for Tom Brady is going to be uh, amazing. Uh, we have no idea at this yeah, point. Yeah, it, it'll actually crazy. be probably a pretty exciting offseason. So we will definitely keep you guys updated throughout the offseason of like what players are going where and what's happening, who who's going to jail, just stuff like that. But uh, the, se- the season that's going to be here in about a little over a month. Baseball and uh, we just had some uh, a big deal in our uh, our local city of the Los Angeles area. Yeah, both teams made trades today, yes, some involving each other. Uh, the big one, the Dodgers finally got Mookie Betts. This has been a, a deal they've been trying to work out for a while now. Uh, this is the MVP of two years ago, guy who beat them in the World Series. Uh, just an all around great player, um, despite playing for an evil organization that cheats like the Red Sox. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of Dodgers fans are worried where they're going to give up. In this deal, they're going to acquire David Price as well, who is more of a negative asset at this point, <laughs> even though I think he could still be okay. He, he played well in the World Series, but uh, he has a big contract. I mean, contract. he's a solid pitcher. He got, they just lost he's, Ryu, he's right? He's older, I mean, and, and he has a big contract. But uh, so they're I think a out. lot of teams would take Kershaw, Price as their number two, three pitchers in their rotation. You know, that's Yeah, behind Bueller there. Behind Bueller, and then... Um, they got Alex Wood back from the Reds, who I actually like. Uh, I think he can be a really good plug-and-play fourth starter. So they also got rid of their starter. They're, that is confirmed. Kenta Maeda to the Twins as well. 
That's so, part of the deal. So one of the prospects going back to the Red Sox is from the Twins. So it's a three-team deal there. Um, it looks like um, Alex Ver- Verdugo, Verdugo is the centerpiece. I'm still trying to find out who any of the, the secondary prospects. Um, There's before not- it was reported, might have been Caleb Ferguson, might have been Jeter Downs. I, I'm, I'm not sure at this point. Um, but with the acquisition of Mookie Betts, the Dodgers then did move Jock Peterson <laughs> to the Angels. And uh, I'm happy for him because I've, I've always been a big fan of that guy. I am as and well. At least he doesn't have to go too far. I mean, yeah. you can actually watch him more we now. We can watch him more. He's here now. And he, uh, in our I, backyard. I'm seeing he was traded for Luis Renifo. 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 Yeah, shortstop, second baseman. And he, I, so I mean, I, obviously, we, we watch a, a lot of Angel games. And he came in last year and Renifo had a pretty injuries, decent and he, year. He's a solid little hitter. He's a good fielder and he's a. Saw a little hitter and stuff. He's so, I mean, actually a pretty big prospect. Yeah. It'll be, a, honestly, it'll be interesting this year with the Angels. I mean, that lineup's going to start having a, a few bats now, some power added to it. You got only, Rendon there. You got Peterson. Yeah, only if Jock. Trout. Man, only if Jock could pitch. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Is they Would it be a little pitchers. bit better? Yeah, that's that's exactly what a buddy of mine actually just said. I texted a little group chat of ours and said, oh, Angels got Jock Peterson. And the, his response, one of the guy's responses was, does he pitch? <laughs> yeah, that's well. Same thing when Rendon, they, the Rendon trade. Yeah, that I mean, was the question then too. At least the Rendon trade, though. At least Rendon is you know an MVP caliber guy and yeah. he's good. So I mean, it's kind of like okay, he's not a pitcher, but he's a great guy. You can't pass him up. But it would be a uh, nice if they could go get a pitcher because right now they're doing like kind of the same thing they did last year. Last year in the offseason, they go and they sign Matt Harvey and another veteran pitcher who I can't think of at the top of my head it's right Cahill. now. Cahill. Cahill, yeah. yeah. And it was like Cahill had a decent moments, but for the most part, you know that ERA was. Flirted with five a lot. And Did Harvey even pitch Harvey, in the majors? Harvey had like a nine ERA through like six starts, and then they just sent him to like rehab or something. And then this year they're doing the same thing. They went and they got Julio Tiron from the Braves. And then uh, I guess Dylan I like Bundy. That yeah. Dylan Bundy's not that bad. I mean, Dylan Bundy was uh, two, three years ago, Dylan Bundy was a pretty solid pitcher. So, I mean, if he can get back to that, that would help them. But the biggest thing the Angels have to hope for is that Shohei comes back pitching this year and is even better than he was before. And if that's they the case, really don't have a clear cut number one exactly. starter. Exactly. <laughs> and if that's the case, then maybe that is their that can be their guy. And then you just have kind of guys that get it done. But from the what I'm looking at, it's looking like the Angels might have a early on this year, might have some overs games. Because <laughs> it's going to be an offense that can put up some runs. Well, they're believe, definitely going to have to win ten. To, they're going to have to win ten to nine every yeah. night if they want. Everyone gets hurt, like always happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a long season. Guys get hurt. Yeah. Maybe too long. Yeah. Well, ready for basketball yeah we uh the association we are here with the newest 10-day contract holder of the la clippers you know it's been quite a journey (laughs) um yes so i brought this up a couple of weeks back on the entertainment pod i want to say uh girlfriend hooked it up with the best gift ever i don't think i I, anyone will ever be able to top that um i got to shoot around for an hour and 15 minutes on staples center ground with like 20 people i played four on four and that three-point line is way further than <laughs> i ever thought i've always just like oh you know you take four steps three steps behind the line you know at the school or wherever you're shooting and that's the pro three nope i think the problem with that though too is like a lot of places where we play is like elementary schools <laughs> and middle schools yeah. that are already even like shorter it's like little league where it's like the bases are like 60 feet instead of 90 so really got to go to a high school gym and then go like back what is it like yeah. three feet or so? not? Yeah, not three feet. Yeah, three feet, right? Isn't three pointer like 23, 24 feet? It's 20 to 24. Yeah, I think it four sounds right. And I mean, I got used to it, but I, and I don't play that much anymore. I still shoot a lot. We go play around the world a lot, but yeah. 
playing like competitively. I haven't been doing that since I turned my ankle really bad a few, a couple months back. So I think that also took me out of it, but also the size of the court too wore me down. So I had a, a lot of air balls to start. <laughs> I adjusted, and by the end of it, I was shooting from the uh, Staples logo. <laughs> Found your legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we posted that video yesterday of Sean pulling up from deep, Steph Curry range. My God. And I know I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put Lillard because he's actually playing right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's otherwise, I would have put uh, Curry. Yeah. Um, but incredible. It was an amazing outing. Um, it's surreal being in there when no one's in there. It is so large, and I'm, I'm I'm not kidding. There was 20 people in there, and like four people from the Staples Center kind of just watching us, making sure we didn't, you know, try and sneak a chair out or something. <laughs> Which uh, would have been smart if you could have done that. Oh, I wanted to run into the locker room and hide, and just put on like a Clippers, uh, you know, warm up, and then just walk out there with Zubach. Like, yeah, they wouldn't know. Like, I'm just a little bit shorter than him. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> just a touch. Uh, but that was incredible. And then, so she got us seats 20 rows up. I mean, those are pretty good, right? For Stable Center, that place is huge. And uh, through a family friend, we were able to, at the half, get upgraded to about three rows right behind the clipper bench. And yeah, I saw that. That was pretty <laughs> nice. In your video, I, I did see a buddy of mine as well who was an tr- athletic trainer for the Clippers. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he was right in front of you. He was right at the Give him a shout out. Who was it? Tommy Two Guns. Tommy Two Guns. Tommy Two Guns, yeah. the greatest that's his uh, name. That's He's his an outlaw. game. Tommy Two Guns, the greatest uh, athletic trainer in the NBA. Shout out Tommy Two Guns. Uh, yeah, personally, no way. rubs Kawhi's knee every night. He is, yes. <laughs> uh, that's out of the locker room. Yes, his knee. <laughs> that's at home. Uh, that's that's pretty funny, but yeah, I mean, amazing. And you know, people are saying like, "Oh, you're going to be more of a you're going to be a Clipper fan over the Lakers here soon." It's like, maybe. Well, don't be silly. Well, <laughs> I can on. watch them on TV. You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you now. We don't watch you anymore. <laughs> it's over for well, you. <laughs> and I've been I've only been to one you Laker game. You can't come back on the Lakers. It's over finals. now, man. We won't be careful. You. People don't forget the Laker game I went to. I think I was like ten years old with my NJB team, and we sat way the fuck up there. Like it was probably a twelve dollars t- uh, ticket, but you still got to go see Kobe and Shaq. That's how long ago it was. It was that team. Uh, and it's like you want the chief, like Groupon is sending me things for. Oh, go see a Lakers game. Tickets as low as one hundred and thirty-one dollars. <laughs> it's like, well, let me just go fuck off. Yeah, like I'd rather go to the bar cheap. and spend that. To sit all the way up there, though, that's not a close ticket. Yeah, I mean, for Staples Center for a Lakers game, some of those tickets get some of those games. Depends on who they play, obviously. But yeah, that's probably like I don't the Atlanta know, Hawks, the Warriors, <laughs> or something. Yeah, I'd like watching the Hawks. I would go see Trey Young. Uh, in fact, Andy and I are going to go see the Heat game tomorrow against the Clippers. And if you're listening, maybe today. That's today. today. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah, tonight, seven o'clock game. Maybe they'll get that uh, a little upgrade again. Seat upgrading. I doubt it. But upgrade me to a play-by-play guy or something. <laughs> and here we are, Andy Kennedy. Oh, can you I want to sit next to Billy Crystal. Go kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Montrez again. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the guy, I got his number because I had to text him. But and Felicia knows this, right? Yeah, hilarious. I don't want to be that guy like, hey, uh, what can you do for I'm me back. today? <laughs> uh, I'm already so, grateful uh, enough that you know, a family friend is giving us the tickets. You yeah. Know, it's pretty amazing. Can I wear like a uh, Microsoft Office T-shirt and maybe Balmer be like, "Whoa, that's my guy." <laughs> that might work. Here. It's like he sees you up there, like section like three twelve. 
Him. Okay, well, we're going to be much closer than that. We're, I'm just saying if he was up there, yeah. like, wearing that and the light just shines Spotlight on him. Spotlight on him. He, like, hang glides down, ends up in Bomber's lap, tells me he wants, like, a turtle for Christmas or something. A turtle? I don't want a turtle. But... He would just want, you know, Microsoft, what's the new operating system? Yeah, can I get an extra year on my license of you know, Driving? Microsoft Office professional? Excel? Yeah. You should show him how you do Excel, Andy. What if he's like, holy shit. <laughs> I've heard like, the rumors. Yeah. I learned from We the heard past. about you. <laughs> We've been waiting a long time, Mr. Guy's Kennedy. Guy's a goddamn wizard. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, needless to say, amazing. And uh, yeah, we posted a thing or two on Tony's.take. Check it out. Um, we'll do a post uh, on the Instagram there. Like a, I think it's just a story at this point, so it actually is probably gone by now. But we'll post a thing so you, everyone can see uh, my range. Yeah, it was definitely some range. Well, also what happened in the NBA was uh, all-star rosters. Uh, I wouldn't uh, say that much controversy this year. I was going to say really quickly, I'd like to... I thought there was quite a bit. I have enjoyed how much controversy there has been because Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns have all spoke their minds. And Devin Booker, because they've been doing a lot of changes to the format. I mean, the all-star game format this year is just so... Like, the way they're doing the fourth quarter is pretty confusing. They're doing a Kobe tribute where whoever's leading, they're going to basically say whoever gets to that score... At, with that score of the lead at the end of the third quarter, you add 24 points to that, and that's the number that you have to get to. So if the team's down by 10, they need to score 34 points before the, the team with the lead scores 24. So, I mean, it'll be interesting, but it's definitely confusing. I mean, I, I can't, I'm very excited to see if Vegas even has, like, a line for this game because how do you even do an over-under for that game? Well, you know it's going to be – yeah, a total over-under is going to be hard because you don't know. I don't even think you can do one, 30. to be honest. Yeah. Mm, you don't know. But – uh. The other thing is, uh, then the three point contest. I know they're like they said they're going to add like a long range three shot so, yeah, to it now. They're adding, I guess, the Curry shot, which is yeah, I think six feet behind the three point line, two extra shots at the end. So I was actually looking at some of the three point guys. I'm actually excited for the three point contest. You want to get right into it? Yeah, yeah, tell us the three point contest, dudes, All and right. then we'll get into like the rosters and the controversy after. Yeah, so in the three-point contest, we got Devontae Graham of the Hornets. Okay. Uh, Zach Levine of the Bulls. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'd rather him be in the dunk contest, but this will yeah, work. Just do both double duty. Duncan Robinson of the Heat, one of the greatest names of all time. Especially if he was in the dunk contest. Yeah, especially if he played for the Spurs. That'd be great, but he doesn't. <laughs> uh, that would have been good. I see what you did there now, Andy. Uh, Trey Young. That's oh. going to be a fan favorite, I got to oh, yeah. say. Uh, Buddy Heald. Buddy Davis Bertans. I like yeah. Davis. He's a, he's a good shooter. He's one of he the is. hot trade candidate, but... Was He's going to make his mark at that game, yeah. too, when he makes all of them. Uh, Joe <laughs> Harris, reigning champ. I like Joe Nets. Harris, yeah. And then, of course, why don't you just tell me? Damien the Slizzard Lizard. I already Damn know it, it, baby. Blizzard Lizard. That's who I'll cheer for. I love that guy. Although, but the thing with Lillard... Is I always feel like he's more of like a in-game shooter. Oh, he's definitely a guy who gets hot. Yeah, like he did against the Lakers this Friday. But so uh, I just feel like with stuff like this, I just like it more to be like somebody honestly like Berton. So I just think it's just such yeah. a pure shooter that he'll already be in the motion and just splish splash. We got the dunk contest. Yeah, I saw those. Dude, the dunk contest is, will be good. I don't know what Pat Connaughton's doing in there, but maybe he'll surprise me. Are you serious? Pat Connaughton has one of the highest verticals in the NBA. Like I said, maybe he'll surprise me. He, he, that's why he was. <laughs> I was shocked he was a second round pick because he's a guy who can shoot the three and can, had a forty two inch vertical. Actually, you know what? I he's guess like, last year when he was on Portland, I do remember a couple good dunks. So he, I'm excited for him. I mean, I want him to win. Trust me, he's the only white guy in it. <laughs> Aaron Gordon, who's oh. great. We've seen him. Some I'll tell you who I think's gonna ones. win. It's the next guy you're gonna say. That's not Dwight Howard. Derek Jones. Yeah, dude, that guy's yeah. good. Well, see him tomorrow. A place for the Heat, and then Dwight Howard, former champion, Superman. 
It'll be interesting. I just yeah. can't see him doing the stuff that it takes nowadays to win these things. Uh, putting on a cape. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's gonna that. he's gonna have to try and do some like outlandish like bring a car onto the stage type thing to yeah. to to well, win. He it. did the uh, he did the twelve foot rim. That was his thing. Yeah, it was yeah. with the Superman cape on. Yeah, um, that's, that's not gonna cut it this time. No, that's what I'm he's saying. Gonna, that was yeah. jump a cyber truck. When did he even yeah. win it? Like 2010 or something? Oh, like, that was a long time. ago. It was ago, before yeah. that for sure. Yeah. He was on the Heat still, wasn't? Or the uh, Heat, the Magic, Jeez, the Magic still, wasn't he? Yeah, because that's all the whole Superman thing. I think was because Shaq had played for the Magic. Yeah, exactly. They both called themselves like Superman. Yeah. Um, I don't really care about the other stuff. The skills challenge yeah, is kind of stupid. The dribble. Uh, the rookie game is really fun. I don't want to go through all the rosters because there's too many guys, I'd say. But there was someone but, that got upset. Did you see that? Not in the rookie game? Yeah. Not being in the Rising Stars game, which is what they call the rookie yeah. game now. It was the guy on... Uh... Oh, man. What team is that guy on? He's on someone. But he's... Yeah, well, uh, he better be. try to <laughs> He wouldn't have a case otherwise. <laughs> find this... The Phoenix Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, a WNBA team for his name's Jackson our Hayes. Fans. So what team is he on? Andy? Oh, it's the Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah. He didn't make it, and he guys. got upset yeah. and literally said, "The NBA can suck his, you yeah. know what? Suck his <laughs> what? Uh, his, uh, his cock." <laughs> <laughs> the young guys are getting pretty bold on social. media. Oh yeah, John Morant went at it the yeah, other day. That, Dylan that, Brooks. They started talking. Fun. Devin Booker, you know, how though, he was talking too. Dylan Brooks, though, I can't blame him too much because Memphis right now is the eight seed, and I have to imagine they take it as disrespect that Andre Iguodala is basically like, "I'm not going to play for." No, this they team. said it today. You saw Curry and Morant go yeah, on. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm just saying. Like Dylan Brooks yeah. is the one that came yeah. out first and said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that I can't wait till we get rid of Iguodala, so then we can face him and show him what Memphis is all about." And then John Morant did the like speaking voice thing and then curry you know sent the picture of iguodala with the championship holding a championship or whatever and then john morant said something else back he, sent, he, sent, he like, sent the picture of katie Durant. holding the mvp trophy yeah, that was awesome <laughs> that was pretty that funny that was pretty funny yeah dude i love john morant the fact that john morant's already he's so good and then the fact that he's already like not he's not afraid of anybody like even though, like earlier this year when he hit the three-pointer over james harden when james harden was playing no defense which is what he likes to do but he just gave him the room he shot it and then he's yelling out like Tell this motherfucker about me, type stuff. You yeah, know, like basically saying like I can shoot, I can play, but uh, and he sure can. And I, uh, he's just gonna get better too, I think. But he is, uh, he's fun to watch. But yeah, I know Jackson Hayes came out, said that, and then I know we've had a little bit of controversy with guys like Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns. I know Devin Booker when somebody asked him how he would like to see the All Star Game format, his answer was it should just be the best players. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, and I, I mean, he doesn't have a case. And I, I've said this for a while. The thing that sucks for guys like Devin Booker is they not only do they play in the West Coast, they play in the West Coast on a bad team. So by the time these games are going on, it's typically nine, 10 o'clock in the East Coast. Nobody wants to watch. And also, these guys aren't on TV. You don't see the Suns on ESPN. You don't nope. see the Suns on TNT. You don't see the Suns on unless ABC. You're, unless you're the Lakers, the Clippers, or the Warriors on the West Coast, you're really not going to get any time. Any and play Portland like that. and, you know, Denver get a good amount too, but. You're right, though. It's and you know Pelicans will get a lot now because of Zion, but even though they're not on the West Coast, but yeah, still, I, close, but. I like. <laughs> I was just testing the people out there. Their maps go. just east of the Gulf. Well, let me go over the, the rosters here first. So right. in, in the East, uh, starting Kemba Walker, Trey Young, Giannis, Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid. Those are all All Stars. Um, Embiid has to get that position when, because uh, he's just so famous. But yeah. and that's kind of the guy I wouldn't have put in. Uh, Trey Young's an interesting one because. His numbers are incredible, but everyone says he's so bad at defense and his team is so shit. 
Um, that his numbers aren't that much better than a guy who didn't make the team who uh, happened to be pretty upset. And so uh, maybe you'll know by I'll tell you who is on the team. Kyle Lowry, happy about that. His team's great. He actually deserves it. Ben Simmons, you know, one of the great young players, despite him not being able to shoot. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo with the Heat, deserving. Chris Middleton, you got to give the Bucks a second All Star. So, well, Middleton's on Team USA and stuff too. Middleton yeah. can play. Yeah, uh, for sure. So bonus. I'm excited Ooh. about that because uh, that team is your favorite player all time. Yeah, well, that, that team has really, <laughs> really been, you know, solid without Old Depot, who is yeah. due back. He is back. He's back. Yeah, yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, he just came back. He had a game where that Pacer team could honestly, you know, back. we talk about the East and we always talk about the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers. That Pacer team could shake things up in there, and now Miami's proving they can too. I mean, Jimmy Butler has is on a mission this year because he's he took it personally when people acted like you know him going to the Heat wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, and he is, and that team is good. I mean, they just dropped 137 on Philly last Excited night. Excited to watch him tomorrow night. And the last guy to make it, Jason Tatum. I'm fine with totally Celtics, fine Celtics with that. are a good team. Uh, the guy who was really upset not to make it was a uh, Bradley Beal, who's averaging oh, yeah. like 26. A game, which usually that's that you're a lock if you're doing that much. I think one of the problems is just they, they keep switching out the positions. They used, they used to have, you know, two guards, two forwards, and so, a center, and then they got rid of that because no one's a center anymore. Yeah. But they still have backcourt and frontcourt. And someone like Bradley Beal, who's kind of like a 2-3, he's a 2 in this case. So he's in backcourt, and there's not as many positions. And I think that whole thing just throws everyone off. Like, no one Let no me one ask cares. you, though. If you were to – I mean – you know, Bradley Beal being upset, who would be even the guy you would take off that Eastern roster to add Bradley Beal? I mean, if you're looking just at who would the best players, as you say, Devin Booker's methodology, um, he's more deserving than Middleton and Lowry. It's just that you need the Bucks need a second All Star. They're going to win. They're on pace to win seventy games, and then Kyle Lowry deserves it. You know, NBA champion, stuck with that city. Uh, that's just a good story. You want to see him in that game. Yeah. So I think you get these storylines that kind of push some of the the better players out. What a, I'm fine with that because yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, it, it matters maybe for legacy. If Bradley Beal's trying to make the Hall of Fame, and it's like, oh, he had four All Star games. Exactly. Because like lately, when you've been hearing all this stuff with Kobe, it was like 18 time All Star, and it's just like, holy and, shit. And he didn't deserve all the 18 times. I'm sure he didn't. Um, it just, Jordan probably didn't deserve yeah. that last All Star. Yeah, and that's no. not to say like Kobe was begging for. All star teams. It's just that's how it works. He's a fan favorite. A, I mean, he's an important player to the NBA, so he made I mean, it every year. Can we talk about the votes, like the oh, popular yeah. votes early on? I mean, Steph Curry was like in the top, and he's not even he hasn't even played this year. And Alex Caruso, who has yeah. become AC a fan got favorite, him, yeah. And Taco Fall, there. I think, got a few too in the East. Yeah, none of those guys ever actually made it. Remember Zaza was really close. Oh yeah, because everybody wanted like the Warriors starting lineup to be out there. Yeah, but I, it still hasn't happened. Um, in the West, starters are Luca, James Harden. Anthony Davis, Kawhi, and why am I, LeBron? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> why, why am I missing? Uh, yeah, so that's three LA guys. Thank God they do the draft, the draft thing now. Because could you imagine if it was the West versus the East? Right? Don't they do the Team Giannis and Team LeBron now? Yes. Yeah. Which so I, when I'm, I'm not sure when that thing is held. Probably, probably this week. It's probably this week. It's probably Thursday or something. Because yeah. isn't the All Star Game next weekend? It's not this upcoming, but the one after. Yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah. It's always like President's Day weekend. I always remember. I feel yeah. like, but uh. But like just to my point, if this was five years ago, if this was just East versus West like it was, I mean, I mean, come on, that it just seems like it wouldn't even be fair. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the benches yet. Yeah. Uh, so on the bench we have uh, Lillard. Oh yeah. Westbrook, which was 
kind of surprising. And then you look at his numbers, and it's still like, yeah. oh yeah, he's still like twenty five. Yeah, yeah. triple double. <laughs> uh, Donovan Mitchell, first time All Star. Dear God, dude, the West um, is so stacked. Chris Paul, not a first time All Star. Deserving great. though, the Thunder he, like ten games above five hundred. Yeah, he's one of the, he's a deserving guy in the sense like Kyle Lowry, where yes. you want you want these guys on the All Star. He's making the, the best of a situation. Yeah, um, Jokic, who we just even though it's been a little bit of down year for him, he has to be on there. Denver needs representation, and he's just so so much damn fun. There. Oh yeah, he's he's awesome. Don't keep him out of the game. Uh, and then two more first time All Stars, Brandon Ingram. You know, oh boy, I don't know how you guys got rid of him. What, what do you get back for Ingram? I don't know why you just traded that future all-star away. <laughs> what did you get back? Some guy named Anthony Davis. I don't know. Forget that one guy. Oh, yeah. Also, Brandon Ingram, we even said this from the beginning. He needed that. Him going to a younger team where he could be more of the main guy was going to help him a lot. And I'm proud of I'm happy for him because I that's yeah. exactly what I predicted would happen. He's a good player, but it's like a lot of these young good players, they don't fit in certain places. He didn't fit being in the Lakers with LeBron James and stuff, and he was meant to go somewhere where he could be the guy that has the ball in his hands in the last minute of a game. Yeah. And now he gets to team up with Zion, and he got Lonzo to go with him. So Brandon Ingram's going to – this won't be his, his last All-Star game. I agree. You know? yeah, and if it's true love, Andy, he'll come back. And then uh, the last guy on this list, Rudy Gobert. We were spared the tears this year. <laughs> he had – it was like he was probably – he could have been, like, disabled and he didn't think he was making it this year. <laughs> He's going to go back to France. <laughs> like, the, after, after the performance he put on last year, it was like he was – he was getting in there this year. They, they weren't going <laughs> to go. Let's give him what he wants. Yeah, my God. So he doesn't cry anymore? Just so in the future when he doesn't make it, it's no they more gave, they, gave him a lo- they gave him his lollipop. And here's the thing with Gobert. It's a baguette that they gave him. The All-Star oh, game baguette. doesn't want Gobert because they don't want a guy that can block shots. And they want a guy that can pull up from the logo like Sean at Staples Center. <laughs> or a guy that's going to throw the ball from like behind his back from half court while tying his shoes that LeBron James catches and throws it up in the air. And like that. Mitchell slams all or something. You paint a beautiful picture. Yeah. I, I do you guys remember that game, the NBA Street, where you could oh, throw yeah. the alley-oop, and then he would grab it and throw it up, and then I he'd do. grab it and throw I it up? I always play with main event. Main event was my guy. Was that the guy with the afro? Uh, no. That was stretch. He had the uh, stretch. He had uh, uh, cornrows. I remember. Uh, oh, baby. Remember a little, that? A little off topic here, but I remember. The slip would, and slide? Uh, when you would win, like, the, the season breakers. or whatever, you would. Get to get a player at the end, like a created player or something. And I would always pick the alien because he had like, yeah, a, yeah. like a 99 3. <laughs> it just. It's yeah, a great it game. It was a good game. They don't make games like that anymore. Nope. <laughs> the two guys on the West that we're complaining about not making it are the uh, Kentucky Bros, Carl Anthony Towns. Who, did they play together? Yeah, they yeah. did, right? Um, they were on that team, right? That, that one. Went undefeated? Yeah. Or that won it? Or, that was going undefeated and then lost. And they and lost, like, yeah. Who, they, who beat them? Oh, Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Damn, what a season. Um, he doesn't have a case. He missed too many games. Carl Anthony or Booker? He, Towns. Oh, I agree. He missed too many games. I love his numbers. and he I can't think, jump with this shot. I don't care. I think he's, really, I think he's still effective despite that team having a, a, just a miserable record with him. Yeah, they've been on like two different 10-game losing streaks this year. <laughs> really bad, and uh, I want to see what's going to go on with that organization. And they're, they're, they're trying to get moves. D'Angelo Russell, too. That was rumors yeah. again today that popped up, and it's like... Just trade some of your big guys. Get rid of Wiggins or something. Maybe even get rid of Carl Anthony Towns. Get some young guys. Get a good yeah, just, draft pick this year and just blow it all up right now. It quit. sucks. Um, but he doesn't deserve it because of that. I think that would be interesting if he kicked Gobert or Jokic off if he was healthy. Um, and then Booker, I think again that's he's a victim of the bad team, but also Chris Paul is a better story. They wanted Chris Paul in the backcourt. 
Uh, you could make you can make a case for him over Ingram, but again, Ingram is is a true small forward, or Booker is a guard. So yeah, it's just I don't know. You'll you'll get on there eventually. It's so funny too because like when you think of All Star games in baseball, you'll see the guys that get snubbed, and then they always end up going in because there's so many injuries that will happen, or there's so many like oh that here, yeah. starter pitched the day before, so he has to sit out. And yeah, in basketball, it's like that just that doesn't happen. Like these are the guys that are going to play and be. There's there. also uh, Lou Williams complained a bit, and it's like okay, cool. Come on, Lou. Like Lou's not having that a good of a season. Yeah, and that's what that, we all knew that was going to happen with George and Leonard getting there. I mean, it wasn't well, going to be. George didn't make it. He missed too many games. No, I know, but I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying about him. It's his production going down. Yeah, yeah. He's taking a back seat because he wasn't even. I, I was watching the game last night. Lou Williams wasn't even on the court in like the. I mean, he made the last two free throws, but I mean, like at the moment when George hit that step back, yeah, Lou Williams wasn't yeah. on the court. Those two free throws, though, I was watching him. He didn't give a shit. He was uh, bum. Well, there was a second left because if he missed, they had no timeouts. He knew, but I think he was. Yeah. There was still that slight moment in his mind that if maybe they did get the rebound and threw up a prayer and they win by one, like how he just would he live it himself? was just cool to watch. Like that, it doesn't get to him. That shot from half court to tie the game wasn't even that far off either. Mm-mm. Like it looked like it was like you could even see where, like one of the Clipper guys that was down there was like leaning back, like oh shit, don't go in. Mm. It was a decent look, but that was a goddamn awesome game. Yeah. Well. Anything else for us, sports? I think we're done. Yeah, I think so, too. That's going to wrap us up for episode 156. You may or may not be watching this, but you're definitely listening to this. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Clipper Andy. Thank you. Tony Katz. Yes, thank you for listening, and maybe watching, but definitely listening. Mr. Cooch. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later.